Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. team it's that time of the week again and today we have an amazing woman Sophie whose life was turned upside down minutes after she gave birth as her little boy was born with a life-changing condition she has a donation page which I will post in the description and if you're in a position to donate however big or small I know that it would mean the world to this wonderful family enjoy the episode Sophie you're incredible How are you? I'm good, thanks. You okay? Yes, good, thank you. How's it been having um, Harry back in school now? It's so nice. <laughs> I know that's. I know people are like, "Oh, are you gonna miss?" And I'm like, mm, "Yeah," but also it's quite nice just to read my book <laughs> or lie on the floor for five hours, which I done last Tuesday. <laughs> I was just like, "I'm just gonna lie here and just kind of get back to yeah." Being without him don't you find I find sometimes I'll put Isla down for a nap or even I'll take her to childminding and I have we all have a to-do list that's just never ending right but yeah (laughs) instead of just starting with like right thing one thing two and just taking them off I find myself often just sitting there pondering what should I do what should I do what should I do (laughs) I procrastinate over everything I'm terrible I'm like right this morning when I take Harry to school I'm gonna come back I'm gonna write some yoga classes I'm gonna clean everything (laughs) I'm gonna deep clean the kitchen and the bathroom and then I'm like I'm just gonna read my kindle for five hours (laughs) but to be fair it's an unproductive productive you know it's better than just sitting and like scrolling do you know what I mean there's genuine rest like it you know it's calming for the body mind etc etc um is there anything in particular that you want to start with yeah I just want to hear about you well I'll start at the very very beginning yeah please so pregnancy was perfect I was really lucky that my pregnancy was just a breeze I loved being pregnant couldn't wait to give birth um and we had initial we were gonna have a home well we did have a home birth water birth or you know all that kind of lovey-dovey kind of wonderful had the music going the incense burning um I went into labor and I was like yeah okay this I'm gonna meet Harry in a couple of hours um and then it kind of just went majorly downhill from there so I knew something wasn't right and I kept saying something's not right something's not right and the midwives kind of were just floating about the house and and um, I remember they said to me you haven't fully dilated so you're going to have to kind of resist the contractions so instead of pushing down you're going to have to draw up instead so I was like okay I really don't want to do that but because you're fighting the body's natural response I was like okay so I was doing that for ages at first I didn't want them to check me and see how dilated I was but that went out the window I was like I need to see how dilated I am um so when Harry was 
born, he'd got stuck and he wasn't breathing. So where I had the, um, the water bath set up in the front part of our front room, and then we had a curtain and then it was like the main front room. So they took him behind the curtain to resuscitate him. So they had to use like a little mask and were doing little like compressions to get him breathing. Um, and when he did start breathing again, he was flaring his nostrils, which means that he's not getting enough oxygen so we were taken to Broomfield we were blue lighted to Broomfield and when he was at Broomfield he started to have seizures so he was taken away from me so I was left in a room on my own I was obviously bleeding really heavily still I had no idea what was going on um, I was really disorientated didn't really understand what was happening and my baby wasn't near me so Gary was with Harry and Harry was in an incubator and he was just having full body seizures like with the arms the legs the head turn into the side and we were told oh each time he does that just make a note um and that for us that was a bit strange because shouldn't they be trying to do something to stop the seizures mm -hmm. so basically a doctor we finally did see a doctor um and he was like right no we need to stop these seizures he's been having them for three days and no one seems to be doing anything about it um, so and you're in hospital this whole time yeah yeah, we were at Broomfield. Yeah. So they finally contacted someone at Adam Brooks, which is in Cambridge. And they sent down the, um, I think it's like the neonatal transport team mm -hmm. at the ANTS team to us to then take us to Adam Brooks. And we were in Adam Brooks for a month, just under a month. We lived up there in, they have like um, on-site accommodation for parents whose children are in the like neonatal ward, the um, so we were in room two. So room one is like the worst of the worst, like children who were who were dying. And we did have children there who, who died. So we were in room two. And then I think there's up to room like 15, which is 15 is you're pretty much out the door. You're going home. See you later kind of thing. So we were working our way up, up the rooms. Um, so they did... I mean, Adam Brooks were brilliant. They done. They had him kind of like in a in a medical coma, so that he couldn't have seizures, mm -hmm. and that way they could like assess the damage to his brain. And they did take us into a room and say, yeah, he has got damage to. I think it was the white matter or the grey matter in his brain, but we don't know what that means. So it was like, okay, is what what does that mean? It's like we don't know until he grows, starts to develop, and starts to grow up we don't know what could happen. He could be okay and just have a bit of like a funny walk or he could be really, really, really unwell and might not make it at all. So oh it's, it's a massive wide range of yeah. okay or completely not okay. So, oh my goodness. How like does that feel when supposedly the specialist tells you, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard because you kind of want to shake them and be like, well, you're the doctor, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're meant to fix this, mm -hmm. or you're meant to tell me what it is that I need to do. Um, she, I do remember she did say to us, be um, cautiously optimistic. That was the wording that she gave us. Um, so yeah, cautiously optimistic. And yeah, it's it's very difficult to to know or to plan because everything that you ever thought just goes out the window everything so like all those little thoughts of like all the different games you would play yeah it all just just shatters basically and that was hard that still is hard mm. uh, how old is harry now he's five today it's his birthday oh my goodness <laughs> i 
happy birthday, Harry. Oh. He's at school. <laughs> birthday at school <laughs> but then I'm also going to take the time to you know congratulate you like happy birthday to yeah. you yeah well I gave birth uh, I think it was I think it was roundabout now I think it was at like 11 56 I think in the morning I'd been oh, in labor for like two days mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah this time five hours ago and um, five hours <laughs> five, <laughs> five years ago yeah Oh my goodness. So you were able to take him home to go home yeah, after a him, month. Yeah, so we took him home. Uh, I think it was like October the 3rd, if I've got that right, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, we yeah, we went home. That oh. was a it, it's really difficult for anyone who's ever been in hospital with their child who's just been born um whether they're ill or whether they're okay. You go home and you're like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Where do I put them? Like, they're asleep. Do I just like stand there and watch them sleep? Or do I sit down? Like, what do I do? That's so funny, because it's so true. (laughs) It is, because I know that no baby comes with a book or anything like that. But you think it should be pretty simple. And then you go home and you like get in and you're like, look at your partner and you're just like um okay <laughs> this is the first day of the rest of our life <laughs> with the a thing new is, human I know but then I don't know about you at the time when I was like in those newborn stages I thought oh this is so hard this is so hard and now Isla's almost one and she's starting to walk and I think fuck me that was piss easy <laughs> I would love to go back to the days when Harry was small enough that I could just hold his little bum in my hand with him resting on my chest. Now he's he's four foot tall, this kid. I'm only five foot one. (laughs) And he's just legs. His legs go on for days. And I'm holding this kid like 17 kilos because obviously he can't walk, he can't crawl, he can't sit. So he has all, he has like a specialist chair that he sits in. Um... To be honest, he spends most of his time in his chair because he's just so big. Um, so tell us about that. Like, is there is there a name um for his condition, for lack of a better word? Like, yeah. and how how do you navigate the the day to day and stuff? So we were never officially given a diagnosis. We still haven't been given a diagnosis. But what has started to appear on paperwork is cerebral palsy. But cerebral palsy is a massive, is once again like a massive range. You could have CP and just have a slight limp or you could have CP and be really, really unwell where you can't do anything. And we're really lucky in the sense that Harry understands us. He can't talk like I'm talking to you but he makes noises that I so I say to him Harry do you want to go have a bath and his response is whoo so that that means yes we know that means yes and if he's really upset and he cries he will go mum 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 to say like mummy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so he is starting to make sounds but like I said he can't walk he can't sit independently because he will kind of all over um but we are doing so much therapy with him um we do three therapies on a in a good week we do three therapies a week we do conductive education maze therapy and we've started to go to a new place as well called abilities 
Mm-hmm. And we, so we do lots of physio with him so that he can start to have the strength. If I hold him under his armpits, he will walk. But where his hips are so tight from the uh, cerebral palsy, his his legs cross and then they, his feet kind of get stuck because okay. he's tripping over his feet. So there is a surgery that you can get called selective dorsal rhizotomy and it's basically where they sever the tendons or the nerves in the spine in the lower back to help release the hips so that's something that we are aiming towards Um, but unfortunately with the nhs it's like a massive tick box and privately um you're looking at twenty thousand pounds because you have to do six weeks of therapy every day afterwards So, yeah, with with a, I don't want to say disabled kid, because I just think that's such a horrible word. But with a Harry, there's a lot more financial burdens Mm. or or worries, a lot more financial stress. Um, I think I read somewhere that uh, a disabled kid usually has about three times the amount of money that a a normal, quote unquote, normal child has. Um, At the risk of being a bit um, blunt and brutal, do you feel like it's been a bit of a mental and emotional burden on you as well? Yeah, I, well, I think until January this year, I was still, I still had postnatal depression and I, I suffered really badly with that because I don't, I don't want to put blame on, on other people, but I felt very much alone from my family and from my friends. My friends who had had children, their kids were doing what children were meant to do, running about, talking, eating. And I was, so Harry's tube fed from his tummy. And for about a year and a bit, he would not eat anything orally because he, so when we got home, everything was okay at the beginning. Um, When he hit about six months, he started to have something called infantile spasms, which is a really rare um, form of epilepsy. And it's really hard to diagnose. Um, so we finally, about eight weeks, we finally went back to Adam Brooks and they said, yes, it is um, infantile spasms and we need to give him medication now. But unfortunately, they uh, miss, they were a bit misguided with how much of the medicine he should have. So he's six months and they wanted him to have 120 mils of water with this medicine twice a day. Um, and that's a lot of medicine for a teeny tiny little baby. That's a lot of water for a teeny tiny baby. And because it didn't taste nice, he didn't want it through the bottle. And then he started to associate, because I was then having to hold him down and force his mouth open and syringe this medicine, 120 mils into his mouth twice a day. So he was pretty much scarred basically of having anything in his mouth. I was really lucky that I was still breastfeeding, but he wasn't eating and the speech and language therapist actually referred us to social services because Harry wasn't eating. And instead of helping us, she referred us, yeah, to social services instead of telling us what the options were or trying to help us. Yeah, trying to guide you to find a different way to maybe make it work. And luckily we were referred to Adam Brooks who then gave him the tube up the nose to feed him mm-hmm. and now it's just in his tummy and that's how he feeds now yeah he has we do like try him with chocolate buttons he loves a chocolate button but it's we're on his good man yeah exactly <laughs> the thing is though they're not vegan so i can't even eat them when he's feeding so i'm like people just get him vegan chocolate because then i can i can eat some as well <laughs> 
so he does he does have his chucky buttons every now and then it's very much on harry's terms when he wants to eat or not i can't remember what the original question was no me neither i'm no don't worry i'm so like fixated um it's so interesting um i think you we all have our own shit right and but we're so worried about our own shit all the time it's just so nice to hear you know your story and stuff um the thing is i don't ever want people to think that their issues don't matter just because you might hear a story from someone else it doesn't make your issues any less yours and or any less intense for you because they're your issues and and you should never feel that oh i shouldn't be moaning because of this this and this that that's not true at all um no, so I, I never I never want people to think that they shouldn't worry about their issues because they're they're yours and and they're how you feel and they're how you cope and they and it's your life. Oh, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more, which is why I'm, you know, doing this, trying to just get everyone or as many mums uh, as possible to just we've all got a story and it's just as important as you know the next person's story um, exactly and stuff so yeah and i think also we should be allowed to moan christ we've <laughs> carried a baby for nine months a little hellion in the bellion and then it comes out and you're expected to be you're expected to be filled with love and joy and that your whole life is amazing now because you've brought this little bundle of love into the world and sometimes you're like i just want to put them outside and close the front door oh, literally <laughs> and the thing is it's difficult because <laughs> when when someone who doesn't have a kid asks you like oh how's mum life is it amazing and you're like no <laughs> sometimes sometimes i worry that i'm a little bit too honest because but i think like i'm sorry it's not no and i think that's the annoying thing is you watch all these hollywood films where they like bring these beautiful little babies into the world name me one film where the mum is having major postnatal depression where she wants to literally end her life name me a film that shows all the harshness and all the struggles of having a disabled kid and just name me a film where the mum just doesn't want to do it anymore mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. today you're just like you might wake up one day with the kid being sick and vomiting and having major diarrhea and they do it on you and you're like fuck this shit <laughs> this is not what i signed up for <laughs> how Okay, I'm going to go back to, um, you spoke about um, going through postpartum uh, depression. How did that show up for you? Um, how has that been? How have you coped or managed or like what have been the obstacles with that? So I've not actually spoken about how bad I had my postnatal depression. So apologies now if I start to get emotional. No, there's absolutely. Um, but I was waking up, this is going to sound terrible. I was waking up in the mornings thinking if i killed harry if harry died and i was taken to prison i would be so much happier than where i am right now that's that's fucking awful isn't it that's that's a terrible but that's that's how i felt and I, and there was days when i'd be like if i killed myself would anyone a would anyone give a shit would anyone realize that i am actually struggling i mourned who i'd lost my, the Sophie that was the yoga teacher that was 
doing what she wanted to do, the yoga teacher who quit her job so that she could have become this yoga teacher and just focus on that. I mourned her. I mourned the jobs that I wasn't able to go back to. Yeah, I wasn't in a good place at all. And the thing is, I put on a massive fake front around people, around my family, around my partner, around my friends. And they'd be like, oh, you're so strong how you do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you knew actually the thoughts of I'm thinking about just ending Harry's life and mine, then you would not be saying that. And I also, I, I don't think that postnatal depression is talked about because like I said, this is the first time I've voiced the, the issues that I was having like out loud. Okay. Not even my partner knows that it was at that stage or that extent. The thing is, I caused more harm by not talking about it than I would have done if I had spoken about it. I I did apply for a counsellor and the counsellor they gave me was pregnant and I had to take Harry with me into the, like, the room because I had no one to look after him. So there was me saying that I hated having a child in front of my child and in front of a woman who was about seven months pregnant. That was the help that I got and after about... I did persevere for about three weeks and then I thought I can't do this because I feel insanely guilty saying this in front of my little boy and I'm saying it in front of a mum-to-be. Like I, I took into account her feelings of being pregnant and said, okay, I'm not going to help myself then. So I didn't seek out any further counselling. And that's why it's only been since January that I've actually been okay. Um, and so that's taken me, what was that, about four and a half years mm -hmm. to, of struggling on my own to actually start to feel better. And what I will say to anyone, regardless of whether you're, you've had a baby who's quote unquote normal or whether you've had a baby who's not very well, I think that every single new mum should be given that opportunity to talk to someone. And unfortunately, we can't do that because the NHS is broke um having a new kid makes you broke because you're like a new mum unless you're like super super rich and happy and everything's fine and dandy like 80 pound for a therapy session you're not gonna do you'd spend 80 pound on the shopping or on nappies you're not gonna spend 80 pounds on your well-being and that is so damaging um i agree or even on like your your kids well-being first you know, in case they need, um, Isla had quite severe eczema and the NHS also um, referred us, referred us, but it was like weeks and weeks in between each referral, I ended up going private, but yeah, it's like 200 quid for an appointment. Yeah. But she's, you know, covered in like plaques. She looked like she had impetigo for three months. Oh, bless her um, little you, heart. But, you know, so you just, yeah. You, you just think it doesn't matter about me. You put all your shit aside yeah, because, yeah. and that's another thing that's it's, it's really bizarre that yes, we should help the kid, but fuck, you should help the mum as well. I always think, you know, when you go on a plane, they say put your mask on first before helping someone else. Yes, and sometimes I do get a lot of guilt. Um, I do think I'm. I don't like the word selfish because it has such a negative connotation. Whereas I don't think being selfish is a, always a bad thing. Um, 
but I do consider myself somewhat a selfish mum. But I, in some aspects, it's not good. There's no real right or wrong. In other aspects, I think, you know what? If I didn't do that, there's loads of other shit I wouldn't be able to do for her. Yeah. It's the whole you can't serve from an empty vessel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing that mums should never feel guilty about. Or mums should never be hating on other mums for being able to say, yeah, I'm a selfish mum because I'm going to do this, this and this for my own well-being. I think everyone should have an element of selfishness when it comes to having a kid. I mean, I really didn't like that my partner got to go to work every day. And I know this, and I'm pretty sure about 98% of, of couples with kids have this issue. Oh my God. I hated that he got to go outside and didn't have to deal with a kid. Yes, he worked really hard, but in my head, he was having a fucking holiday. <laughs> uh, it, it's so hard to, you resent them. Yeah. I'm much better now. <laughs> but um, at the beginning, I resented George so much. And yeah. I don't know about you, I'd be interested um, to hear on, you know, what that journey's been like for you on your relationship. But fuck me, that is so taxing on a relationship. As if having a kid isn't a shock enough to a couple, the emotional impact <laughs> is yes. just unbearable. How have you guys navigated that? We had a really bad time in COVID, really bad time, but I think we're, we're getting better. The issue with me is I'm not a morning. It, so the bit where you have to kind of get up out of bed, I really don't like that bit in the morning. When I'm up, <laughs> when I'm up, I'm fine. But it's that transitional part from lying down to standing <laughs> that I can't do. That's so funny. <laughs> but that like one and a half seconds is not good for me, <laughs> especially when your partner's lying next to you snoring. The monitor's going off. Harry, so whenever Harry wakes up in the morning, he's got this weird phlegm thing and he coughs up and throws up a lot of white mucus. We don't know why he's doing it. We've been to Brompton, Addenbrooke's, Great Ormond Street. No one really knows what's going on. So it's just something that he does. It's rank. So when you're in your pajamas and you're, you've got the cloth there, you've got the bowl there and Harry's like puking all this white crap up and he gets some on you or it goes on your arm and you're just like, I'm really not happy. <laughs> really not happy right now. So Harry's like he does more often than not he sleeps through the night which we're really really lucky with he goes to bed now at about quarter past 20 past seven stick him in his bed he'll like moan for a little bit and then he'll fall asleep we're really lucky with that and when he's asleep he's dead to the world but he likes to wake up at about like six and for some people that might be a lion but for me that's not a lion <laughs> And I don't approve of six o'clock. <laughs> like when it was like bloody summertime, he was waking up at three o'clock. And I'm sorry, I don't care if it's daylight outside. The clock says three. No. Therefore, mum is not getting up. No, I, I can care. <laughs> you are going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it has, it has been hard. Back to me and Gary, it has been really hard. There's been a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt a lot of pain we did go to a counselor and i found that helped um and every now and then things are said 
in anger things are said when feelings come up again but i think we are dealing with it it's not fully healed at all um but but we're getting there and i think that's the main thing is that we have best we're, we're now having more good days than bad days mm. i still don't like it that he stays in bed when i get out with harry but you know <laughs> this yeah. is a safe place to admit that oh oh my goodness 100 percent safe this weekend i got up in the night for isla which is quite rare for us as well actually to be fair she sleeps through but oh i'm so grumpy yes i'm so, and the thing is is that i get it you go to work so i have to get up but i'm still allowed to be grumpy and yeah I, I oh my god yes. i don't know if this i don't know if this is fair but i feel like you should just take my grumpiness without snapping back at me I, I feel like I should be entitled that right. And, <laughs> but it doesn't work out. I don't care that you have to get up early for work. When I came upstairs this morning, he was still in bed. I had to get my pants and my knickers and go have a shower. He was still in bed. Yeah. You were allowed to be grumpy. Yeah. Without, without them fucking snapping at us like, oh, someone's grumpy in the morning. Yeah. Because of you. <laughs> I'm really lucky that on a Saturday, Saturday is my lying day, but I take that, I say lying with a pinch of salt because I still have to get up because I've got work at 10. So I still have to get up at quarter past nine at the latest. And I know for some parents that might sound like a dream, but when that's meant to be my day of a lying and then Gary has his lying on a Sunday and he's not getting up till half 10, 11, something's not right there. <laughs> Yeah, it is tough. Uh, recently, what's been really present for us in terms of like just staying on the relationship topic, so to speak, uh, I'm having to try and not be so controlling with George because obviously I spend a lot more time with Isla. She's at childminding um, three days a week. But, you know, I drop her off, I pick her up and George leaves the house at seven, doesn't come back till seven just after. Um and so I'm inevitably learning quicker than he is. And I'm having to really try when he is with her to try and not be like, no, you need to do it like this. Yeah. Because obviously he does need to learn at his own pace. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, just fucking get it done. Do it right. <laughs> I'm going to ask you something um, whilst I think of it. Going back to your postpartum depression, if I can, you said um, from January, it's got a lot better. What do you think changed uh time or something in particular um i think time um i'm not sure it i get i don't really know it's just i'm happy i think harry being back at school has helped and i don't care if that sounds awful but it's so nice that he's at school i have that freedom we were really unlucky in getting harry somewhere in nursery um for those of you any parents who have a kid with disabilities, it's really difficult to get a nursery to take your child and to do all the bits um, that they need to do. Mm -hmm. So, for example, he has like a special chair that he sits in. He was had his um, NG tube, the um, nasal gastric tube, which is what he was fed through. So people had to be trained how to do that. And because we weren't given a diagnosis, um, basically, I, I felt like I couldn't justify paying to put him in childcare because obviously I only work 
only all I do I teach yoga um so I have my my classes but before lockdown I didn't really have that many so financially we're okay because Gary works lots but I felt that I couldn't justify putting him in childcare. So, I mean, so I looked after him every single day until we found somewhere during, just after COVID. Oh my goodness, recently. Mm, yeah, he's only recently started um, going. So he was at, so he goes to Columbus now full time, but he was at Columbus and a quote unquote normal nursery. So, so for what, like three and a half years, it mm. was just you full time yeah and And, I didn't have any help and then you also taught Mm. yeah so in the evenings Gary would look after Harry um that caused a lot of issues because Gary would come home on a Wednesday and then have to look after Harry and put him to bed and stuff and Harry so at the very beginning I would be sitting breastfeeding Harry in his room till about 10 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and that's the only way that he would get to sleep Um, so we did actually have to do some sleep training because I was taking Harry up to bed, sitting in Harry's room for two, three, four hours every night, and then just going straight to bed. So I wasn't actually seeing Gary at all. We were like ships passing in the night. Um, so yeah, it was only recently that he started to go to school, which is why I think I've only recently started to get better because I didn't have any help from family. Didn't really have any help. I didn't have any help from friends. Um, but I think that was also my fault as well, because I felt guilty asking for help. People would be like, oh, of course we'll look after him. Like you and Gary can go out and have a date. And even if it was like Gary's birthday, I'd still feel guilty asking for someone to babysit. We actually have two babysitters now, um, that we use as, as well as my mum, because it, and it was really difficult finding babysitters that were comfortable with Harry. Or that Harry was comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, by the way, a really important point, you know, that Harry and other kids, you know, should like their babysitter just as much as the babysitter feels okay with their child, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah, we, Harry, he's listed as partially sighted, but it's all to, his eyes are like structurally fine. It's all to do with the connections between the eyes and the brain that's okay. the issue that's damaged. So his eyesight hasn't been very good. It's only recently that his eyesight is a lot better. Mm-hmm. So if I used to pass him to someone, he couldn't see them and he would cry. Um, so going back, Wednesday evenings, you mentioned were particularly hard because you went to work and that was difficult. Um, I remember once, so I went back to teaching when I was like, three, four months or something like that. And then I stopped because I wasn't well enough um, postpartum depression. I just stopped teaching um, and I'm going back now. But when I had gone back uh, for a little bit, George obviously was coming home and I was going to teach. And then I remember I finished my class and I looked at my phone and he's text me saying, um, can you not hang around, please? Yes. And I'm like... I've literally, I've been gone for just over an hour. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck do you think I do all day? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or when he like texts me like loads of questions, I can't text you back. I'm in warrior pose. Like I don't have my phone. Hold this like really hard balance while I just text my partner back to tell him that it's going to be okay. I'll be home soon. 
ask oh bloody question about where his pajamas are or yeah. something like completely ridiculous that's so funny i'm manifesting peace be quiet yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, i'm finding this really hard i'm not just gonna be like sorry everyone i'm cutting class early gary can't cope looking after <laughs> harry for a bit <laughs> It's not gonna happen. So, babe, I do love you if you're listening to this. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but no, but that's the thing. Like, and don't get me wrong. Um, I will say, men have their own set of struggles that we won't be able to understand. Like, you know, missing out on um, milestones, or you know, because it happens with us, or having less time with their kid and things like that. Um, we're in a similar position, George makes more money than I do. So financially, it just made more sense for, you know, him to go to work and for me to be at home more. And that's fine. Um, and that, you know, so they have the financial pressure, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not debating that they don't have their own obstacles and challenges and stuff. Um, however, <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know, do they? <laughs> and that's the thing also, like, this is our issue. So yes, boo-hoo for them. Like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. But this is my issue and this is how I feel. So listen to me and shut up. So listen to me. <laughs> I do understand, like, Gary always says, oh, I never have, like, I never see Harry because he's he's been working really late recently. Like, he's getting home at quarter to seven and Harry has his bath and goes to bed at at seven quarter past seven okay. and i'm like please don't play with him please don't get him hyper because and if gary so harry has to be in his chair when i feed him and feeding takes through the his pipe mm -hmm. about an hour and a half maybe mm -hmm. two hours mm -hmm. and if gary comes into the room harry is like screaming with excitement kicking his legs and if Gary then walks back out again, Harry has a full-on meltdown because all he wants is to be picked up by his daddy, thrown about and have some daddy time. And I'm like, do not enter the front room while I'm feeding Harry. So I do understand that he doesn't see Harry that much. Well, not, not necessarily that much, but he doesn't spend as much time with Harry as he would like to. But he still gets to leave the house. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he gets to go out <laughs> you get to shower you don't know what that's like <laughs> oh my God. like harry has watched me shower for the past five years <laughs> what i would give to be able to like wash myself without him staring at me <laughs> or have a poo without my little one oh my staring God. at me no. and trying to trying to climb onto the ball like would he get away <laughs> See, I don't have, because Harry's not mobile. Of course. I don't have that problem. So half of me is like, that's a godsend, but at least he can't, like, yeah, yeah. he's not running about, yeah. like, destroying the house. But Christ, I'd give my left arm for him to be running about destroying the house. Bless your heart, and, yeah. Yes, okay, he, like, he might, they might pull over pot plants or yeah. knock over an expensive, like, antique vase or your nan's ashes on the, whatever. <laughs> At least they've done that. <laughs> now it's ashes. <laughs> I'm forever having to pick toys up and give them back to Harry, who just picks them up with his little crane hand, throws them back and throws laughs at me. <laughs> I'm forever picking stuff up. Oh my goodness. Is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you. Um, oh, yeah. Do you feel like you have had to grieve what you thought uh, having a baby and being a mum uh, 
the typical, again, in inverted commas, quote unquote, you know, normal um, childhood for, for a kid and normal postpartum for a mum. Do you think that you've had to grieve that? Yeah. And I still am. Um, I, I, um, I don't see a lot of my friends who have had children because I can't deal with that. Their kids are all similar age to Harry and, that, and they're all walking, talking doing things and I'm not strong enough to hang out with them. I'm not strong enough to go to a stay and play because it's pointless. Harry will just be stuck in his pram. I'd rather be at home where I can roll him about on the floor and not worry about him being trampled by other children. Yeah, when I was pregnant, I was looking up all these really fun things like a dinosaur mud pie that's like chocolate angel delight and you put dinosaurs and grass in it and the kids can play around with that harry's hasn't been able to do that so closing those tabs on my phone was really hard and and it's still really hard like he's not going to be he probably won't be able to do a lot of things we still don't know what the future holds yes he's a lot better in what he can do i mean he he, he does he he will play with his toys in a sense of throwing them and knocking them on the floor and laughing mm-hmm. um but that that's all he can do he can't all these things i i, I am on a on a um, whatsapp group with some mums and i don't really write that much on it because i just find it too hard it's 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 really difficult um and i i don't i don't want them to feel bad i don't want them to feel guilty or anything like that that it's not their issue it's my issue but it's it's hard it's really hard and yeah I'm, I'm grieving the life that was taken from us and that we didn't get a chance to to experience in terms of I know that you're still unsure about what the future holds but am I right in assuming that at at some point he'll be in a mainstream school only no um, no, he'll he'll never be in a mainstream okay. school. Okay. No, I mean we don't even know if he's going to be able to be independent. And I think that's something that really set my depression even worse. Was is this going to be it now for the rest of my life? Mm. And especially when COVID hit, my depression got even worse because I was at home all the time. Like Gary could still go into the office at work because um, he he owns his company. So while everyone else was working at home, he could go into the office. So he was still working and me and Harry, we, we walk everywhere. We, but when you're only allowed to, I mean, we didn't listen to the guidelines. We walked twice a day, soz Boris, but we you, try being, you try being in a house with a disabled child who can't do anything and do that for however long we were in isolation for. It's okay. He was I'm going to take two walks. Boris was partying anyway. Yeah, exactly. You were just drinking <laughs> wine in the garden. Like you can sod off. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go for two walks a day. Thank you very much. So at least I was hitting my ten thousand steps. <laughs> Every cloud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that that was really difficult. Being like, is this gonna be it now for the rest of my life? Am I gonna be looking after him until the day that I die, or the day that he dies? Mm. I don't know the life expectancy. I was going to ask, but you're not sure. In terms of, so his speech is impaired. um, 
his eyesight is impaired. His hearing? No, he's good. He can his hear. hearing is all good. Um, yep. In terms of comprehension, is there any neurological impairment? Yes. Yeah, so he's brain damaged. That's that's what. Yeah, but what I mean is, is, but what I mean is, will he get to a point where? How am I trying to say this? Where he can understand he just can't necessarily oh yes he understands now yeah he understands now okay okay yeah everything he knows what you're saying to him okay and you'll see you'll be looking at him and you'll see the little gears just ticking in his head as he tries to find a way to respond to you okay um will will that grow as he grows as in will the we don't know have no idea yeah i'm walking blind into this that's tough hey yeah we didn't like if you'd asked me three four years ago if i thought that i would be at this point where he's understanding and responding in his own way that he's walking if i hold him under his arms Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have known that's where we'd be Mm. and i don't know if he's walking because of the therapy Mm. like he can't walk independently and we had so much we had i tell you what disability living allowance is a pain in the ass. They send you a flipping booklet of about 28 pages that you're meant to fill in and provide all the evidence. I'm looking after a disabled child. When do you think I have the time to fill in this booklet and like to get these letters? As if you'd lie. Well, they they sent they he was on medium for a long time and I was trying to get him put to hire and they sent us a um like they send back saying what they think. And they said, no, we're not because we don't believe that Harry can't walk on his own. So I was like, do you want me to stand him up and just let him go and just watch him fall to the floor to prove that my son cannot hold his own weight, that my son can, of course, I would love him to be walking and sitting, but he can't and I need some help. And yeah, twice they rejected us until I wrote a very, well, I'd Gary, Gary's very good with words, and he wrote a very, very strongly worded letter to them. Go on, Gary. Exactly. <laughs> He's good for something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, he wrote a letter, in, and then we got there, and we had it backdated as well, which was nice. But no one, when, no one tells you, no one sits you down and goes, right, you've got a disabled kid. You need to apply for disability living allowance. You need to apply for carer's allowance. You need to look up these therapies that are going to help or could help or might help there's nothing nothing for out there you i mean we found all our therapies just by googling and by being on other like cerebral palsy pages Mm -hmm. on facebook and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's it's very yeah no one I, i don't know if it's more that the nhs can't tell you about the different therapies or they're just they don't know about them. It's it's very difficult to know because if you do a therapy and something happens, you could blame the NHS. I don't know. I mean, if we didn't look for the therapies, Harry would be seen by his therapist once every six weeks. We didn't see them at all during COVID, the, the NHS therapists. We'd done private therapy. That's crazy. And it's a massive, if like, we're really lucky that we do a lot of fundraising for Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're fu- we're financially able to fund all this. But if you had like two other children and your third is unwell, you're not. I mean, we went to the Snap charity in Worley, 
a couple of weeks ago now and we looked at a little disability trike you might want to sit down for, for the price of this bloody trike 2173 pounds oh for a trike that's going to last in maybe two three years at a push how how much is a normal kid's bike right yeah. 200 300 quid yeah. why and but even even <laughs> even if that because i mean you can get them um we have a little trailer that we're active cyclists and we got a trailer that we can put isla in we got that for 60 quid on yeah. facebook marketplace like yeah. you know because they're much more common like and i can only assume that you can't find stuff like that on facebook marketplace no. like well yeah well the thing is it all has to be i understand it has, has to be measured to fit him yeah. the straps have to be measured the leg thing has to be measured the head grip yeah. i know but two grand no one has two grand to spend on a trike mm. there are charities out there but i've emailed them all mm. <laughs> and and you, it's just you have to sit down and fill in forms yes now i have the time because harry's at school but i don't want to be filling in forms for the rest of my life no. i might just buy it no i might just bite the bullet and just buy the bloody thing that's the thing like sometimes you know at the beginning we were saying, you know, going through your to-do list and just sitting there. But, oh, my goodness, how – I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know how we're meant to fit everything into our time when you've, when you've got a kid. You know what I yeah. mean? And then yeah. little things like this when, you know, unfortunately you have a bit of added pressure or added tasks that are necessary – to um, to make sure that he lives the best life that he can live yeah oh it's crazy i'm lucky that i can put him in his chair when i'm feeding him because i don't pump it all through at the same time i do it like with the syringe mm -hmm. like over the course of an hour and a bit so if he's having a break from his feeding and we've got the telly on like i can vacuum quickly downstairs oh, okay. i can wipe the surfaces down quickly downstairs because he's in his chair he so in some ways it's easier for me and then in other ways i'd give anything for him to be running about it's, it's a really it's a really difficult thing to kind of compare i think because it's, it's all so different what's his favorite cartoon that you put on tv paw patrol yeah i could sing you all the lyrics if you want. Oh. I, can name, I can name all the characters we are a <laughs> hey dougie family Hey, I love Hey Dougie so much. All yeah, the badges so and stuff. Honestly, <laughs> on a Wednesday morning, um, instead of me taking Isla to childminding, uh, she gets picked up and I put cartoons on in the morning and sometimes she gets picked up and I find myself sitting in front of the TV still watching Hey Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, you spoke um, a minute ago about, you know, Googling stuff and stuff like that. What do you think, what are the, some of the weirdest, strangest things that you might have asked Google? <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I've actually asked it anything strange, to be honest. I'm, pre I'm pretty good with not asking Google. What about you? Um, in terms of Isla, I'm not sure, but... <sighs> <laughs> Oh, in terms of myself, I've asked I did. loads of weird Well, <laughs> I did a couple of weeks ago. I asked if you could get pregnant if your partner ejaculated inside you whilst you were on your period. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> because 
well, that happened and I'm not ready for a second child. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was in a panic. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, well, me and Gary weren't intimate for over a year. I wouldn't let him come anywhere near me because of the trauma that I was carrying in, in my vagina, basically. Oh, really interesting. It felt like I had been ripped apart and I did not want anything. I couldn't even put my moon cup in. Mm. I couldn't put anything near that area because it felt like a big gate. I, like, I didn't tear when I gave birth or anything like that. But I think the trauma from it was still there for over a year. Wow. Um, and yeah, like even now, sometimes if I'm on my period, I don't want to put my cup in. I just kind of want to let it all, mm -hmm. I want for a better word, gush out. <laughs> <laughs> You could, have, like, you could have you used flow. You could, there are many other words you could have used. <laughs> no, that's a good point. The sauce was everyone. <laughs> Gary says that to me. I'm just like, I'm just letting it all gush out. And he's like, do you have to use that word? I'm like, yeah. Yes, I do. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Um, oh, Past me, didn't know a fucking thing. Yeah. What I would give to be on my own in a cave for a week. That sounds like heaven. Um, no, it's true. I think people assume that your sex life just goes back to normal. Not at all. No, <laughs> not for me anyway. Some people get pregnant like a couple of months afterwards. Goodness. And I'm like, holy hell, I still was like holding Gary back with like one arm. <laughs> like, and... Dude, sort yourself out. Don't come near me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think aside from, you know, the potential trauma that we may feel, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I am not horny. <laughs> the only time when me and Gary like become as one, like we're going to be like nice and poetic about it, is when Harry's asleep. And even then, I'm just like, I'm just going to lie here. You do your thing. <laughs> you know what to do. No, I'm just Come at me. Lie. I get a chance to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna oh my goodness that is so funny <laughs> um no but it's so true it's it's difficult to get back into and yet it is important for a relationship you know that yeah. um intimacy um touch um but oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Sometimes>. yeah <Ugh. laughs> you've had like a really bad you've been up since like four or five and you've just been in a zombie mode and you're covered in like puke and shit some of it your own some of it not <laughs> stains like the last thing you want is like some sweaty man being like hey baby i'm like i just want to go and lay naked on my own like please don't touch me <laughs> oh, goodness. oh that is literally so funny that is so true <laughs> oh gosh um cool guys <laughs> oh pull them but i don't know i also think um it's a testament to two strong individuals and a really strong unit and partnership um if you're able to go through the challenges because i think what defines us as people and also you know the couple is not necessarily the obstacles and the hardships but like how you overcome it you know um yeah sometimes i find myself embarrassed to admit that george and i aren't perfect and it's like i'm scared people are gonna think that 
you know, our relationship isn't good. Or like, oh, are they going to break up? Are they like, is there, is there drama? Is there gossip? <laughs> yeah. And no, but like life is hard and it's fucking taxing on your relationship. All this pressure of, you know, us as individuals, our own passions, hobbies, whatever, life, career, and then you had a kid. And there's some expectation that you need to be in a picture perfect relationship before you can have a kid. And if you're not in that picture perfect relationship and you bring a child into it, you're a demon person. That's not true. Everyone's, you're allowed to have a shit day with your partner because everyone has a shit day with their partner. That person who puts all those wonderful pictures on Facebook or Instagram of them and their partner having a date night, like yesterday, they could have been screaming bloody murder at each other. Like me and Gary went on a date yesterday. No, not yesterday. Fuck, what day did we go on a date? I don't know. Recently, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, we went on a date and it was really nice. But just because we were so lovey-dovey on the date doesn't mean that two or three or four or five days ago we probably weren't shouting at each other mm -hmm. yeah and, and that's just normal i agree and actually um to go with that when was it yesterday i spent the day my sister um lives in surrey and i went to see her in surrey with isla and george had a day with a friend of his at um they went to duxford the um museum anyway it's quite rare actually that we have that we do our own stuff separately just you kind of, I think it's normal. You just do things together as a family, especially when you have a kid. And, you know, because you've got a kid, the one person often feels guilty for going out because it means that the child has to be with the other one, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so you do end up being together a lot. And yesterday, it'd been so long um, since we'd sort of separately done our own things. And yeah, I had Isla, but like, it was fine. I was at my sister's, like, I was happy. Uh, it was so nice to have a day separate and I felt bad for feeling like I'd literally had the best day away from George. It's nothing to do with, I think I worried that it meant like, oh my gosh, should we not be together? Do you know what I mean? You build it up in your head like, I've had a good day without him, like blah, blah, but it's so healthy and, but you do, you can get just stuck on top of each other sometimes and sometimes you're like, oh, life is tough. We should, we should spend more quality time together and then it's like, on top on top on top do you know what i mean yeah nothing makes me happier than if gary's at the gym harry's in bed and i can read my book and i when i hear because we've got a ring doorbell when i hear the ring doorbell go off that someone's pulled up i'm like oh fuck mm -hmm. i can have talk to him mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. i just want to read my book because mm -hmm. it's the time that i get on my own and unfortunately gary's a gemini which is like the talkative bloody horoscope sign so all he wants to do is talk and i'm a cancer i'm a crap so all i want to do is be like yeah hermit <laughs> with my book with my kindle i'm happy in here um, and and he's like we should talk more and i'm like i don't want to <laughs> i have nothing Tell me about your day. I hung out with Harry, we went for a walk, I fed him, and then he went to bed. Mm. That's my day. Mm. I hear you. I used to feel a lot of guilt when George, and I've asked him not to ask me this anymore because it's nothing to do with him. He meant it in such a, you know, inquisitive way. But George used to ask me, what's in store for you tomorrow? Like, just to ask, like, what are you up to, you know, just in conversation. And the guilt that I'd be like, uh don't know just potter about like as if I should 
have something, you know, oh, I'm going to build a company tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, we're always, we're a doing world, aren't we? And to be, say that you're not doing anything is like, oh, well, why? Yeah, why aren't you doing? Because I don't fucking want to. Uh... <laughs> I want to sit and catch up on catfish. <laughs> a great <laughs> That's show. What I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, is there? You will have to email me. Uh, do you have a constant GoFundMe page for Harry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got a just given page, yeah. Um you will have to email that to me and when I launch the podcast I'll put it in the description. Okay, um, cool. You know, in case anyone's in a position to donate or whatever. Um what was I gonna say? Is there um I wanna try and stay clear of, you know, giving tips and tricks and stuff because I think we get bombarded with that so oh, much. Yeah. Um yeah. But in case there's any other mums or parents listening that are perhaps in a similar position to you with their children or, you know, this resonates with them, is there anything that, you know, you might encourage or, you know, any words of wisdom? So to anyone who's ever been told that this has happened for a reason, the person who said that to you can go fuck themselves. (laughs) To anyone who's ever said to you that, your child came to you because you're the best person to look after them, that person who said that can go and fuck themselves because that is not helpful. I heard that so many times. Well, you're the best mum that this kid could have come, his his soul light could have come to. Fuck off. I wish he had gone to someone else and I had a normal kid. Like, do not tell me that while you're, like, holding hands with your little kid that's hopping and skipping and jumping behind you. Mm. That's not a helpful thing to say. So anyone who's ever told you that knows fuck all. And I promise you that it might not necessarily get easier, but there will be days when they're at school and, and it's okay. Harry's at school now four times a week because on Fridays we have swimming and then drive up to London for his uh, therapy. Um, but when he's at school... I get to go to hot yoga or I just get to sit on my ass and watch telly all day. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to be busy. It's okay to not do the ironing. It's okay to, to do the ironing if that's what you want to do. Yeah. It's not really, yeah, there's not really any tips because every kid is different. Every situation is different, but there will be days which are a lot easier. And that person who said to me, it it will get easier. I didn't believe at the beginning. Um, I was like, there's no, good is going to come from this situation this is going to be hard this is going to be horrible but when they do go to school or do go to nursery it's nice and it's okay to say that it's nice I like Harry not being here four days out of seven it's nice (laughs) yes I miss him and I pick him up and it's lovely but it's nice to be on my own Um, I get to eat food and have a warm coffee I know what's that about (laughs) um Earlier, you mentioned that, you know, you struggled to uh, be with other mums sometimes and stuff. Do you feel like you've got a little, like, a little network, friends um, around you, support system? Um, I have friends. Support system's a bit of a stretch. Mm. I think I've got to the point now where me and Harry just kind of look after ourselves. And if a friend wants to see us, then that's lovely. But I'm not going to say that we have a support network no the thing is though i don't make an effort to hang around with people who have got 
children who are disabled because I find that difficult as well. And I think I've felt guilty about not wanting to hang around with people with kids who are disabled like Harry. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's because I don't want to maybe be honest with myself and own up that he... I know that he's disabled. I know that he has CP. I know that he's got brain damage. But I don't necessarily want to then put myself out there with people who have other children like that. And that might be seen as a selfish thing. That might be seen as a weird thing. But I've got five five years so far and it's been okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't... Like if someone... I know with a kid that has a disability says, should we hang out? Yeah, of course I will. I wouldn't say no, but I'm not going out of my way to hang around with them. I don't know why. It's just a thing that I do. (laughs) Uh, What's your favourite game to play with Harry? Well, his favourite game is picking up dinosaurs and throwing them on the floor. (laughs) Hence the dinosaur dress. (laughs) Yeah, he, he would do that game hours he reaches for things and he takes things like if you say harry take it he will take it and then he'll throw it and he'll laugh and he loves that game doesn't it not your heart when they laugh oh my god doesn't it i found i was holding him and i was like just tickling his back and he went like that and i was like tickle 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 and and he was twitching and then he started proper laughing and i was like this is a lovely sound Uh, it's (laughs) it's almost genuinely it's like all the problems melt away all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they stop, they come back. But then, then they sneak on you, or <laughs> yeah, and they punch you in the face yeah. or something. And then all that love and joy is gone. Yeah. It's <laughs> joyous. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, before we um, finish, is there anything else that you would like to say or add or yeah, anything really? I don't think so. It doesn't have I, to be anything the thing at is, all. I don't, you can read 101 books and still not have a clue. Uh, and I think everyone's journey is completely individual because your kid is individual. Like your kid is going to be a, a real person when they grow up, yeah. like a like a real actual person. Like a, an actual human. <laughs> actual human. They're like a squishy little bundle now, but they're going to be like talking and seeing and doing things that you can't see because they're doing it themselves because they're a real person no i know it's nuts so yeah so i don't think there's there's not like a one work rule Mm. just make sure that they're fed and have got a clean bum but then it's okay if they sit in a pissy nappy for a couple of hours oh yeah (laughs) at the same time (laughs) and it's okay to steal their food if you're hungry (laughs) (laughs) if they look like they've got some chocolate it's all right, just have a bit. Oh my goodness, that's so <laughs> no funny. one's judging. That's so funny. Yeah, I've definitely been guilty of that as well. <laughs> They're not going to eat. I mean, we've still got the thing that annoys me is that we've still got chocolate eggs in the in the cupboard, and I can't even. I would have eaten them by now if they were vegan. Mm. So please buy vegan chocolate for the children that aren't vegan, but their parents are. <laughs> um, is Gary vegan? No, but he doesn't eat dairy, but he he eats meat. And so yeah, uh, meal times are fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> will Harry? But we probably don't know the answer to this. But will he ever be able to eat? Mm, yeah, not sure. No, there is a. We were looking at a um an organisation. Uh oh, what were they called? Oh, I can't remember what they were called now. They're a private mm-hmm. place that does feeding and stuff. Um, he was too young when we looked at it at the time, mm-hmm. but now I think he's a bit older. Uh, we might start to look at it again. Yeah. But I don't know. 
he might just be tube fed. Yeah. But I mean, I feed him a blended diet, so I make up dinners and snacks and stuff for him. So at least he eats all his vegetables because he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you home make everything? Yeah, I didn't. For a very long time, he was on like the hip organic or the Sainsbury's. Like, and also, oh my God, if any fucking person turns around and is like, I home cook everything, everything's organic, I don't let them eat anything nasty, oh, chicken nuggets, no. And you're sitting there with a pouch, just like squeezing it into your kid's mouth. Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, I've, I've become better, um, but admittedly for the first, like, I wasn't say nine months, but not really, because obviously it's just milk at first, but from like six months to now-ish, um, yeah, pouch. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, it's so much convenient, easy. Uh... All of the stuff is in there. And if the kid doesn't like it, then you just don't buy it again. You haven't slaved over an oven cooking it for three and a half hours. As if we need to add chef to our resume, like... Oh, my God, yeah. Your kid, to be honest, your kid is going to grow up and it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. kid is not going to be malnourished just because you didn't home cook all your food, like Karen says that you have to. <laughs> no, if there's any Karens out there, you're all so wonderful. Oh. But... It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I still get pouches because it's he's on a blended diet. It's easier for mm -hmm. me. He has fruit pouches uh, because he doesn't get enough fruit and he suffers really badly with constipation, which is poor kid. So I just get the fruit pouches because they've got like two or three different types of fruit in. I'm not going to buy like pears and bananas and strawberries and like guava berries or whatever the fuck is in it. <laughs> And, like, mix it all up. I'm not going to sit there and peel a mango and try and, like, get the stone out with slippery hands. I'm just going to whack it, yeah. whack a pouch yeah. in. Job done. Harry's happy and I'm happy. Yeah, and... amen. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, I think if there's nothing else that you want to add. No, just we're all doing good. Oh, that is, I think, the perfect note to end on we are all doing good and we need to remember that a bit more yeah definitely we are there's everyone can say so many things to you but only you can decide how your journey mm. goes but i do think i don't know about you actually sometimes i'm the worst at putting pressure on myself it's not anyone yeah. else um, sometimes i feel guilty if like the other day uh, when it was really raining like all day and all night we hadn't been out at all and i felt really guilty but at the same time, I'm not going to slug on some welly boots and coats just to go traipsing around with a dripping wet pram. Harry's not going to enjoy that. No. I'm not going to enjoy oh, that. Amen. Having a, like one day off of walking is, is not going to kill anyone. No. Bit of TV, couple chocolate buttons. Yeah. Golden. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like People are like, oh, I let my kid watch TV all day. I'm like, mate, I do that every day. As soon as we get up, I'm like, right, channel 105. Harry can watch that for a bit while he has his breakfast in the morning. Um, yeah, we put hate. If that's what helps, then do it. Yeah, morning cartoons are a godsend. Whilst I just get life together in the morning. If mornings are such a Seven rush. Seven one six, Paw Patrol, all day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it was so nice to see you and to chat to you. It was so nice you. to see you. It's been bloody ages. I know, so long. Um, thank you. Um, for, right. for speaking honestly and um, for willing to come on and share your story genuinely it it means it's a lot it's been nice to to share 
it's been nice to actually like talk about stuff that I wouldn't probably wouldn't talk about if I was in person as yeah. well. Good. It feels safer when you're in your bedroom behind a screen. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so, no, so much. You. I'm going to go and make myself some lunch. Well, enjoy. I hope you have a good thanks. day. Um, and thanks thank again. You. No worries. Thank you, Magali. Yeah, see you later. Lots of love. A little, a little squeeze. I will do. See you later. Bye. <laughs>